That's because I um I just get a little wild and it's time for a snack break. What's up, Caitlin? Are you ready to get swole? I'm so ready to get swole. Where are you at in your like fall training prep? Right now, I am actually about to pivot from being in hardcore training mode to being on the campaign. As this <laughs> as this episode is being recorded, I'm like, okay, I got from now until the end of September to do this thing. It's Lauren's like six weekends or something. So it'll be like yeah, major performance mode, wrapping up training mode, and getting nervous. My actually, my palms just got sweaty. Um, Mine thinking did about too. it, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I've oh been God. thinking about this for like over, well, over a year since the last time that we were here. So palms yeah. spaghetti for sure. Palms are spaghetti. Well, if you want to talk <laughs> about some uh, performance prep in here, since that's going to be a big part of your next six weeks, it sounds like. Let yeah oh we should we should chat after this <laughs> good point okay. Great. um perfect what about you caitlin are you in the process of getting swole or trying to stay swole <laughs> i'm in the process okay i'm not gonna lie this is the very first summer in i want to say seven years that i haven't consistently trained all summer long so i've been i'm you know like maintenance basic stuff where like i'll maybe lift for like one or two days a week and it's like very very minimal i'm talking mm-hmm. like not but heavy just just to just keep doing them, something love it keep the joints doing you know what they're supposed to and then climbing inside and outside once a week so it's like pretty pared down where i'd normally mm-hmm. be like ramping it up but this this year i took a lot of time off because i knew that i i needed to just was really busy but also I wanted to dedicate time to some other things going on. So now I'm ramping it back up and I'm trying to just get back into a routine. I'm really, really going hard. Like I'm going to yeah. six weeks get swole. <laughs> then yes. the next six weeks train harder, more specifically to climbing because I got to get ready for our Joe's trip. Oh my gosh. I know. I can't wait. I'm so excited. It's going to be so fun. Um, yeah. Joe's Valley. It's going to be a great time. Um, I am thrilled. Well, this is great because we're both in two different kind of <laughs> stages, two different modes, <laughs> two different modes um, but it seems like the thing that we're going to be talking about today can be useful for both of us in the different modes we are in. So do you want to tell yep. our audience what we are talking about today? Yes, I would love to. Today, we are going to give you a short and sweet little snack break on creatine for climbers. Woo! Okay, perfect. (laughs) But before we get into that, you might be like, why would these people be qualified to tell me about creatine for (laughs) rock climbing? Even with credentials. (laughs) Delightful. Um, Well, the answer is that 
you should listen to Caitlin more than me, but hi, I'm Lauren. <laughs> I am a certified personal trainer and climbing coach, and I am here with Caitlin. Caitlin, tell them why they should definitely <laughs> listen to you. <laughs> I am a certified nutrition specialist, which means I am qualified to talk about this supplement and why it may or may, may, or may not be right for you, but also just to give you some, you know, basic information, because this is something that I'm asked about constantly. Mm -hmm. I know you're asked about it constantly. And I think a lot of climbers and athletes in general are really, really interested in creatine. And creatine in the climbing world, I think, is becoming a little bit less, like, it's not as shiny and new as maybe it was, like, two Mm -hmm. years ago. Totally. But I still think it's one of those supplements that a lot of climbers want to know about. They want to understand like what the heck it does, if they need to, you know, load it or not, or if some of the myths surrounding it are actually true. So I'm I'm excited to talk about some of those today and myth bust a little bit. (laughs) Yes, I love it. Let's get into it. So if you're like, what's a creep? Cretin, 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 What's that? What's creatine? <laughs> T- tell us, <laughs> Caitlin. <laughs> uh, so creatine, what's really cool about this as a supplement, I'll, I'll kind of start there. It's one of the most studied and found to be one of the most effective performance supplements because it has this really cool ability to enhance high intensity exercise capacity also power, but lean muscle mass as well. So what that means is it's a pretty multifaceted supplement that Mm. you can use to these ends, but it's not just something that we supplement with. We actually consume this in the diet and we produce it in our body. So when it's consumed in the diet, we get this from things like red meat and seafood. Okay. And those are, those are the best sources or it's synthesized within your body. And when it's produced in your body, it's formed from amino acid components. So either amino acids we're eating from food or producing in our body, but those would be the three would be arginine, methionine, and glycine. And you can get these from eating a variety of foods, Mm -hmm. um, animal-based proteins, but also whole grains, legumes and dairy products as well. So, you know, people are supplementing with it because there's a lot in terms of a lot of benefits in terms of supplementing. So you're Mm -hmm. essentially trying to increase your stores of it. Yeah. But we'll talk about that too. But what's really cool, I think this is interesting, but we produce two grams per day. And that's produced in the liver and kidneys. Then we store it in our muscle. Okay. And then the body uses two grams per day. So essentially what we produce, we consume. So it's like a a nice established cycle. So my point in saying that is that even though we're like, oh, supply with creatine, like you're still producing, you're still consuming. Like you, Yeah, it's not like something that you like literally don't have. And it's this like weird thing you're like adding to your body. It's something we already have anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, If you're like me and then you just heard Caitlin go more capacity for high intensity (laughs) exercise and power and you were like, I can do more shit well 
perfect. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, sick, tell me more. Sick, tell me more. Um, And then I just kind of started thinking a lot about Mario Kart. And, like, isn't it the stars that if you run into the stars, you get the, like, magical turbo boost or whatever? Yes. And yeah. it just makes everything better. Mm-hmm. I envisioned that. I'm sure it's not, like, that magical or sparkly <laughs> or whatever. But I'm like, this sounds cool. I'm intrigued. And also the fact that it's already something that, like, our body makes and we're just adding more of it versus right. being like I don't know some other random thing that you're you know it just feels better when it's like this is something we already have like this is something right. our body already knows how to deal with um, we're not <laughs> right. adding like some random thing that maybe seems fine now but then 20 years is from now we'll weird? be like oh yeah lol that actually was a pretty bad plan so like how <laughs> no, no totally. you know yeah <laughs> yeah no I think it's it's cool because it's been studied so heavily over the last like two decades probably a little like 90s good enough for me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they they talked about it in a lot of other sports too and I think mm-hmm. climbing is becoming one of those sports that they're discovering, you know, how useful some of these supplements can be for individual athletes. So Mm. I'm excited to talk more just about why you can use it, like what the benefit is to your performance and why a lot of people are liking it. Yeah. Um, Why is that? Why do you think now is it like becoming more of a widely used or widely accepted thing, especially in the climbing community? Well, I think... For starters, probably because climbing has become more of, more this, of a like, sport. Yeah. <laughs> not <just> like <laughs> some recreational thing we all do at an elite level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or some, I remember, oh my gosh, side tangent. I remember some guy out at the crag being really like kind of crusty and annoying. And he was like, <laughs> I hate how cl- people treat climbing like a sport now. It's an art. And then I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Two minutes later, he's like talking about the benefits of hangboarding. And I was like buddy i was like pick one you can't want it to be an art and then treat it like it's a sport (laughs) what the fuck anyway i think people are acting like athletes more for sure right like i think with you know climbing in the olympics and Mm -hmm. more of the like climbing competitions and i think it's just it's becoming more like a lot of other sports so we're starting to integrate the the themes and recommendations from there over Mm -hmm. into the sport. But I really think creatine is of particular interest for athletes because of its specific involvement in energy production. So tell us more. (laughs) Yes. Lauren and I are such nerds and geeks over energy systems. So (laughs) we're going to do a little review. So I, I can't remember what you call this system, Lauren. So Anaerobic we'll alactic. Got it. Okay. I was <laughs> one with I double was, A's. <laughs> got it. I was like, I don't want to mess this up, but I learned this to be the creatine phosphate energy system. So of course, you know, creatine, creatine, creatine <laughs> phosphate. There you have it. So this system produces a very small amount of energy. So ATP very quickly over mm-hmm. short duration. So we're looking at like about five to 10 seconds. So let's say like you start a race or mm-hmm. you start a really hard boulder or, you know, like it's, it's not yep. always going to be the start of something, but this is like that burst of power. So yep, it's not that this is ever not happening with the other two energy systems that we have too. 
Um, but this one is, I think, really cool to optimize for climbers. Yeah. Because we need it. Yes, we need to tap <laughs> a into <lot>. <laughs> the burst of power. So yeah. especially high intensity exercise, which I I would argue a lot of climbing is, even 100%. if percent like yeah, even if you're on a sport route and you're like not really at your max capacity, you're still like, yeah, like gonna have you need to have to be a able to yeah, you need these bursts. Yeah. So what is important to note here though is that okay, if you're like, well, so creatine, if I take it, it's going to just power my muscle contraction, right? Like that's how it works because it's going into my muscle. Well, not exactly, but what it does do is it the energy released from creatine produces the energy we need to power con- contractions. So okay. it's a little bit indirect, but essentially what that means is when we have more creatine available in our stores, we're more likely to have additional energy produced to power us. Okay. So one thing, a question I have for you. So is it that the extra ATP available is like or not the extra ATP, the extra creatine available mm-hmm. is making it so that when your body like does these bursts, it's producing more ATP. So it's like if your body, like just to make this super simple, your body's like, oh, got it. You're going to like do a hard move. I guess I'll make some ATP now. <laughs> like when your body realizes that's happening, is your body producing more ATP during that like time period? Or is your body producing it faster because your you have more creatine available this so, is kind of an ochem question and also yeah. <laughs> maybe it's so minute that it doesn't matter i'm just thinking about like how yeah how and why <laughs> i'm thinking um, about chemistry because of how the your, things i've learned because yeah. of my background in chemical engineering so that's what exactly. i'm personally curious about but so having more creatine available for the system so like when you're taking a creatine supplement you're essentially it's not as like black and white as saying, okay, you produce two grams a day, you use two grams a day. So what what we're saying with creatine supplementation is that you're boosting your stores. So in addition to what your body produces, you have additional creatine. So like mm-hmm. th- this is not exact, but say it's like three or four grams of creatine availability versus the two so so it might be something where it's like okay I get it so it's like if your body has more available maybe when you usually what you might notice theoretically this is what I'm gleaning from this conversation is that like maybe you do a limit boulder session and you're like oh my god at the end of my like 90 minute session where I've tried hard boulders I'm like toasted and perhaps that's because your body doesn't have like creatine stores left for these you know, and among other things, I'm sure, obviously, but like, you know, your body is out of creatine stores for the day. Like you've used it up. If you have more available, perhaps you can engage in these higher intensity exercises for Um, longer. Yes. And have like more high quality sessions where you can kind of go harder um, and keep that intensity up a little bit longer. Okay. That sounds cool. Like I'm in. Why haven't I been using this? (laughs) I know. Well, it's like, okay, same thing. I'll go back to the Mario Kart example like you know when you <laughs> go over those like it's like the rainbow aer- things the, well the rainbow things but also the arrow the black and white arrows moving forward and it like yeah yeah across a bridge it's yeah. not as if you are having back-to-back like boosts like that like, yeah it's not quite like that it just means that you're gonna have 
more of like what you need to generate that power potentially more quickly and potentially over longer periods. During so your it's session. not like basically it's going to be like you're going to ha- be able to have maybe a slightly longer, better session where you're doing high intensity yeah. movement versus like you taking creatine before your session. Is it going to make it so that your arm moves an extra half inch on that <laughs> one move on right. the boulder you're working on? It's right, not going right. to like necessarily intensify these like acute five second efforts. Right. Yeah, maybe not- it would, but like that's not something that's probably we, been measured. Yeah, we can't specifically. I don't think we could Maybe that. that would be hard. That would be an interesting <laughs> weird little climbing study to set up, but the For idea sure. of being able to have like hard sessions that last longer, that sounds cool. Yeah. Cool. I I think so too. I mean, have you tried creatine, Lauren? I don't remember. Not really. You- okay. Would you recommend like while we're just like shooting the shit, would yeah. you recommend that I like try it out on a projecting day especially since my project is so like intense and like powerful so creatine is one of those things that I think you're more likely to see an effect over time so okay we'll kind of talk about this towards the end of the mm-hmm. snack break and the benefits of a loading phase versus mm-hmm. just like now you know cycling maintenance cycling because I think it just depends how much time you have and then also like what you know what your goal is so gotcha. we'll talk about that cool okay speaking of just like performance are there any other kind of like performance or benefits of this nature that you want to mention yeah definitely um creatine's super cool because not only can it help with this added energy you know like more capacity to to push a little bit harder it's also been found to increase the creatine content in our muscle so this is why we see that rate of atp production uh, more so relating to that enhanced power so that's that Mm -hmm. mechanism but it also may enhance our training adaptation outcomes, honestly, by as much as 10 to 20%. Isn't that crazy? That's pretty <laughs> wild. I'll share Where, the study. Yeah. It, was yeah. the study done on climbers or was this done on a different type of athlete? Different athlete, but still athletes, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, so- if it was just like a controlled, like randomized <laughs> trial where it's like some people got creatine, <laughs> some people didn't. Oh my God, not for mice. Yeah. But like, that's cool. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. So I, I really thought that was really cool. Like, oh my God, I can, I can have better training outcomes. Sick. But yeah. also it can have improved anaerobic threshold and glycogen synthesis. So essentially this contributes more to additional energy metabolism energy production so that's cool that's really cool so your overall performance and recovery would be supported here and then newer research shows something pretty cool which i i'm going to share this this paper too which is really neat um but newer research is showing that creatine supplementation can actually improve injury rehab and prevention too so multi-uses here not just you know more power more energy it's like yep you can really really boost your your climbing but also how you feel off the wall too which I think is really neat yeah and just to in case you're like listener in case you're like what is anaerobic <laughs> threshold that sounds like a cool thing to increase but what yes, does that please mean tell us coach yes <laughs> your anaerobic threshold is the highest exercise intensity that you can sustain for a prolonged period of time um, without lactate substantially building up in your blood so think of this as like when 
how like efforts that feel like in that seven to like eight out of 10 range that you can like keep going at for a long time. Um, So maybe this will feel like, you know, a harder, longer, bolder, something like that. But so that's kind of what your like anaerobic threshold is. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I just get so excited about creatine. (laughs) Oh yeah. You just got to be like, it's cool. Sweet. Okay. Well, Here's a few, um, I think there's some pretty commonly asked questions about creatine. So we're going to yep. crank through some rapid fire Q and A's about Love them. It. So let's, let's do it. Okay. First question. Are vegans or vegetarians deficient in creatine? No. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so I know in the beginning I talked about the most abundant sources of creatine in our diet would be from red meat and from uh, seafood as well. But mm-hmm. remember those components, those those three amino acids you can get from not only meat and seafood, but you can get it from beans and whole grains cool. as well. So the one thing I will say about creatine that I think is important to mention here too, is that it's not an essential nutrient in the body, which means that we don't actually need to consume it directly from the diet. In mm-hmm. order Our body can make it. it. Exactly. And that's Yes. And the stuff is that amino acid so, or those okay. three amino acids. So you essentially can have plenty of creatine production with a healthful and balanced plant-based diet, especially if it's sufficient in those constituent amino acids. And one thing I will say here with vegetarians, probably vegans as well, is that they do often have lower levels of creatine stored in their skeletal muscles. Mm-hmm. So what can happen, it's not that their performance is diminished, but it's that when you start supplementation, you might see a larger increase in your power and the benefits of creatine initially in your performance because your baseline is a little bit lower. So that's kind of cool. That is cool. Look at that. Okay. Second question. And I feel like this one gets floated around a lot. So I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. Next question. Does creatine cause weight gain? No, (laughs) (laughs) at least not from like Mm -hmm. the weight gain we might be not desiring, which would be from increased fat mass. So that's Mm -hmm. not where this myth and rumor comes from. So what's happening here is that when you either load or you cycle your maintenance phases with increasing Mm -hmm. the muscle concentrations of creatine through supplementation, you might actually be increasing your total body water. Yeah. Um, So that would create a cause in that initial rise in body mass. So that's, it's not necessarily from gaining true weight, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, It's just like your body might retain more water while you're taking it. Okay. Exactly. But it should, your body should reach equilibrium after, you know, it's continued use. I'm not going to put a time frame on it because everyone is different, but mm-hmm. you should see that initial water retention, so to speak, decline after continued use. Like it should okay. happen all the time forever. Gotcha. <laughs> so like the water retention is like kind of a thing your body does to just like mm-hmm. get used to the whole having more creatine available and then it like balances out later sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Cool. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, next question. Why is everyone always worried about this? Um, <laughs> does creatine cause kidney damage? Well, so I, what I will say, the research at present does not support that long-term creatine supplementation 
can cause significant side effects to our kidney health. So when Mm -hmm. I say long-term, this would be like 30 grams per day, which would be almost equivalent to a lot of people's um, loading dose per day. Okay. So they did a study. I need to post this study too. I'll I'll, uh, make sure all of these are in the show notes, but they did a study of people who took 30 grams per day for up to five years. Mm -hmm. And it was not supported that there would be long-term damage to our health. So there's a lot of actual, like no current evidence supports that claim that creatine taken over both short and long-term durations can cause kidney damage. But I don't want to say, you know, like no evidence of harm doesn't mean that there's no harm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like we don't, we don't have anything. Yeah. We don't have enough information to like conclusively say that at this point. Yeah. But we have information supporting the idea that you're probably fine to take creatine long term. I will say for people who have existing, especially existing renal diseases, so kidney Mm -hmm. diseases, um, if you have some other chronic disease, um, if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, you know, those are circumstances when maybe you want to discuss creatine usage with a doctor, um, but usually it's not recommended in those communities. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Okay, cool. Last question. Do you need, so you've mentioned loading a couple of times. So the last question Mm -hmm. is, do I need to have a loading phase to benefit from creatine? So this depends on your goal. So let me use you as an example real quick here. Perfect. When do you want to see a benefit from creatine? Is it next week or is it at, you know, over time for six weeks? Um, I would say if I saw a benefit from creatine, like in a month okay. during my sessions, I'd be cool with that. That'll be when I'm like on my last couple of weekends of trying to send this rock climb. So. Okay. <laughs> so in your case, I would probably say you could do a maintenance dose and do okay. cycling of maintenance doses. So let me explain what a loading dose is and then what more of a maintenance dose is. And also goals there. If your goal is to rapidly increase your muscle concentrations of creatine, then you might want to load creatine. So what that would look like is generally 0.3 grams of creatine per kilogram body weight taken five times per day. Oh my God. That sounds really like I would fuck that up. (laughs) (laughs) Creatine loading is, I think, really challenging and so expensive. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. That might be like 20 grams over a period of five to seven days. So this is effectively like three to five grams of creatine taken in those five separate doses each day. Mm -hmm. So that would help rapidly increase your store. So let's say you wanted to get ready for next weekend. You're going to go hard and you're going to get on your project and it's going to be go time. Like that could be something you try. But Mm. if you're kind of playing the long game here, you could do what's called a maintenance dose. So this would be about three to five grams or essentially 0.3 grams of creatine per kilogram body weight taken once per day so it it makes it a little easier generally the research points to taking it 30 to 60 minutes before you start your like whatever exercise it is 
but ultimately just get it when you can during the day to have that, that consistency. Um, so what you would do there is take it for like three to four weeks and then you could taper off for one to two weeks and then you could start up again, but you don't have to, like, there's no real advantage to loading unless you It's more just like how fast do you want the feeling. Okay. Yep. So I think doing the long and slow approach is probably what my preference would be because I think it gives your body time to get used to it. You also have the opportunity to see benefits and changes over time. Mm -hmm. And also it's just going to be more affordable. (laughs) Yeah, that's a really good point. I also would imagine that if you're like doing the low and slow approach, maybe you wouldn't see like the sharp spike in like water retention or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like not that that's like a bad thing, but it might just like be weird. Also, I just know that my stomach can just be a little bit of a princess sometimes. So anytime I can take a low and slow approach and not be like, here's this new thing, deal with it. Like that always seems <laughs> smart to me. So yeah, cool. yeah, I, I think so too. Okay. Any last words that you want to say about creatine, Caitlin? Yes. So with any supplement as you know, even though creatine has a lot of benefits, it's super cool. You can geek out with it. Taking it is really up to you. There mm-hmm. is no requirement that you that says you need to take it to improve. Mm-hmm. You don't need it for building muscle and a healthy, balanced diet and performance enhancing diet mm-hmm. will help support normal creatine production without the help of a supplement. So if you do decide to take it, though, talk to your doctor because it's really important to make sure that you know, anything you're taking is not um, something that would be contraindicated, uh, meaning, you know, it maybe would not be appropriate for you because of a condition or because of some type of medication, yada, yada. So just make sure you know before you start any supplement regime that you are aware and you know all the facts. So, yeah. Good point. Cool. Well, (laughs) before we close out, Caitlin, do you have any announcements you'd like to make? I would like to just say that if you are interested in improving your nutrition, not only from these supplements that we know and love, but from this food first approach, and you're curious to know how nutrition can really help support you to have more energy, show up better um, for yourself, but also for your day-to-day life, I would love to work with you. So make sure you apply. Um, But also, if you're curious to know if this is right for you, if I'm the right fit for you, you can book a free introductory call and I'll put all that in the show notes as well. Nice. I love that. Cool. Yeah. You got anything going on? Um, let's see. Okay. Nothing, nothing major to report. Um, at the time this episode is being recorded, I am in the midst of working on a very cool new course that will be Mm. free. Um, And this is going to be a great opportunity for you to learn about climbing training and start like a simple approach to climbing training without making things too crazy or complicated. That's very movement focused. Um, So if you want to learn how to move better and like help coach yourself to move better, you are going to love this course. So um, yeah, at the time this is being recorded, the course is well underway. Maybe when the time we put this out, it will already be available. So if there are any links to be put Sweet. out, they will be in the show notes. Um, check it. <laughs> if you, yeah, they, they might be in the show notes. So just check that and see if it's there. And if it is, it means I finished it. So, <laughs> <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> all right, cool, cool. Well, I think, uh, 
All right. I think that's a wrap. Until next time, everyone, keep it average. average. <laughs> mm-hmm.